podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco. Hello. Rocco. Bassandbly.com, Yorkshire's and the world's <laughs> side, is it? Because you forgot. Well, it's that's not, great advertising that. Well, it? it's, it, it's not that actually that I forgot. Justin was supposed to send me some keywords and oh, he it? never did. Maybe he was going to send me them in the morning. He maybe not realised that we were going to record on match day. Yeah. Caught him out. So I've got nothing to add to my praise last week, I don't think, of, of what a fantastic camera shop it is and binoculars and lenses what a great guy Justin is and nothing else yet next week I'll do better so bassandbly.com sponsor the podcast they're a as Rocco said a photographic retailer based in Harrogate North Yorkshire Justin is a big Leeds fan a great sport of the podcast as well really appreciate um but just to give you a bit of information on them they sell the very best in camera lenses binoculars and spotting equipment like spotting scopes for like bird watching that kind of thing uh, the brands they work with are Hasselblad, Canon, Fuji, Nikon, Olympus, Ricoh, Sony, Ofsky for binoculars and spotting scopes, Hawk, Opticon, Leica, Zeiss, oh, just like really really good stuff and it's a great shop and there's all sorts of really old cool cameras hanging off the ceiling and they've got a really big used section as well so you can get an absolute bargain and uh, just a great shop you know you could Go there, come up with loads of ideas for Christmas for anyone who's into photography or not into photography. It might be like a secret Santa gift, for instance. Get them into photography. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that is the place to start. So bassandbly.com or Harrogate <laughs> on Beulah Street. Uh, I'll, edit that. I'll edit that so it's nice and short. No one will know how long it took. <laughs> cool. So uh, like this week, Rocco, we made like had a lot of back and forth and we, we'll, we'll, we're obviously going to get into the Blackburn game today. That's the focus. Great win at Ewood Park. Amazing traveling support as always. Seven thousand fans, which I think stranded on the platform or huddling together on the on the on the trains according to social media. But great result. And before we get into that, we had a big splurge on the website this week, didn't we? And we've been updating it and getting getting everything to spec. And uh, quite a few people have been ordering for Christmas. I think so. Yeah. Thank, thanks to everyone who's been ordering. Pick up some of Rocco's books. We just changed it to. Uh, free delivery when you order more than one item now, so that's a bit of a bargain. Yeah, get cost, stuck in for Christmas. Costs us a load of money, but don't worry about that. You get, <laughs> get you get yourselves a bargain. And your dad, David Dean, has been writing on the on the blog, which has been great. And you've also added a new piece as well. Tell us a bit about that. That's that's good. I like it. Yeah, well, you came up with a better name for it than I did. Rocco's <laughs> review of the week. So I yeah, it was Rocco's roundup. Rocco, oh, that's right. Rocco's roundup, even better. Yeah, so yeah, diarised the week, never a dull day at Leeds United, is there so always something to talk about and uh, yeah, yeah, just a little little five minute read uh, of what goes on at Ellen Road, so I'll do that each, I'll, I'll release it each Friday morning. I enjoyed learning about the loan players, so I'm going to do like a monthly loan watch of uh, Victor Orta's Snakes and Losers, as I so harshly called them in the article. But it really made me laugh because I learned that Max, the warrior, he missed the game at the weekend with a cold. That was the official <laughs> reason why he, lifted, why he was missing on FOTMOB. It was a cold. That was why he was out. And my new hero, the Uruguayan defender, um, Ronald Ariuko, he broke his jaw and he's still playing. He's got like a full face Jesus. mask on. Yeah. 
So that's what you call a warrior, Max, not you. Bloody cold. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, that's not fun, is it? Not fun, not funny, not good, not clever, Max. Max, loser. <laughs> snakes and losers. So we've got two names now. Rockers Roundup and Snakes and Losers. Is that actually, that's pretty <laughs> well, good. Snakes eh? and Losers. We've got that's a stick section. That. Yeah, I know, but we've got two names. We've got two catchy names. We've had no catchy names in four years. I've got two in a week. So yeah, is there anything you wanted to pluck out of your this week's roundup? I just have. Are you going to cut that? Are you cut, cutting it all out? Well, no, no, I won't edit it out. There's some, <laughs> some good stuff in there. I just wondered in particular in the run up to the game. I was hoping you'd say maybe some of your flags, but don't worry, you don't have to. No pressure. This is not a pressure situation. It's a pleasant but, podcast. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm like completely flustered now. Uh, what did Farker say? You, you can load up the website. You can load up <laughs> leadsthat.com and read it. I mean, I can I can do it if you want. Bloody hell. He definitely said he was pretty, oh, pretty pleased. One of the things I wanted to pluck out actually was today's hot debate on Twitter on Wednesday surrounds Elon Melia following revelations that he has a low save percentage. Lowest save percentage. Do you want to mention anything on that? Yeah, well, I just thought it was a load of nonsense, really. I don't, I don't... <laughs> I don't buy into these stats because, uh, yeah, as I said, Ten Hag was just saying the other day that the stats show that Onana is the second best goalkeeper in the Premier League. So that literally disproves the thing <laughs> you could you could possibly want to use goalkeeping stats uh, to to shoot Melier down for. And yeah, timely clean sheet today and a brilliant save as well, which we might touch upon later. Definitely. Uh, right, well, let's move on from Rockers Roundup because we messed that up one royally, didn't we? There's some usable stuff in there. But anyway, go to the website, sign up to the newsletter because we will probably start pinging everyone if you want to get a reminder of that coming out. So 550 days since we won in, so won away in a non-white kit. That's a lot of days. Brentford away, last game of the season, I do believe it was. And uh, yeah, two with the pink, some would, <laughs> some would say. Uh, yeah, we were pretty in pink, other people might say. It was... <laughs> Yeah, the hoodoo, uh, it's hard to ignore, isn't it, when it's gone on for so long? But the away kit, the official away kit hoodoo use, and that was longer. So sorry to burst everybody's bubble because I've not seen anyone mention this yet. Yeah, we still need to win in the official second kit. We've not won in one of those since Burnley away under Marcelo Bielsa, I believe, in 2020. So um, yeah, still got that one to burst. Not sure when that'll be. Maybe Tuesday. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? We'll probably wear that, won't we? Uh, yeah, we probably will, actually. Although, do they, yeah, I don't know. Black, sorry, Sunderland, do they wear, like, black shorts? I don't know how that'll affect mm, things. We'll see. Yeah, that's maybe, true. Maybe we'll get, like, one of these medley kits. We'll get pink pink shirt. Uh, sorry, yeah, pink <laughs> shirt. Pink shirt, white shorts, pink socks. <laughs> Go on, Leeds. So, one of the things I picked up from at the Blackbird, it was a, it was an iPhone. I, well, no, we, we, we flew abroad, watched the game uh, on iFollow, and... Um, there, one of the commentators said Leeds have taken their foot off the gas after the international break uh, on the 20th of <laughs> October. It's like, eh, are, you, are you sure? Are we unbeaten in 12 now? And we've won our last like That's, six and seven or something. What terrible preparation that is. And Farker's literally just one manager of the month. We're top of the form guide. We've got 29 points out of the last 33 available. Yeah, I don't think we've taken our foot off the gas, to be honest. That's a bit daft. So Dan James early on was flying into the box past the ball out to Rutter was brought down and we got a, a really nice tasty free kick on the edge of the area. I don't think we've scored a set piece in some time, have we? I was trying to think about this when we last scored a direct free kick because we went, we went years without doing it and then Phillips scored that 
at Blackburn. Yeah. It wasn't a great free kick that either, was it? It was like the keeper probably should have saved it as well. Uh, no, it was a good one. I think you might be thinking of West Brom when the keeper messed Maybe. up. Maybe. The Blackburn yeah. one was a belter. And I know Rafinha scored one the following season. I can't think of any others. I don't no. think there maybe has been. No. Yeah, still and, waiting for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been it pretty good... down in this podcast so far, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the negatives we can. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's us. And so I think Piro was unlucky to not score, actually, because it took a horrible deflection, which could have gone anywhere. I mean, the keeper was just stranded, wasn't he? Yeah, he was unlucky not to luckily score. It was unfortunate for him. Do you think Piro's been slow to start for us in games? Because I, I think he, he gets into the game quite nicely, but there's been a few times where he's had possibility to have a good effort on goal or, or he's just not got the right touch off. And yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it a bit too much. Well, yeah, I wouldn't really single him out as such. I, yeah. I actually thought all of them were a bit like that today. Yeah, true. I thought we were a bit, a bit wasteful, like just not... Just lacked a bit of killer instincts in the final third. Bit too too many touches. Um, you know, chances to shoot early. We seem to always pass them off, looking for a, an easier option. You know, look, yeah, looking for a better ball. A, you know, a clearer chance. And I, I do wish sometimes we'd just be yeah a bit quicker to to get our shots away. Especially someone like Piro, though. You know, he's yeah because he's got the all, all the ability to to snap one into the corner, doesn't he? Yeah, it was stressful for me watching the game today because like, we were getting ready to go out for my nephew's birthday. So it's like hard to watch it, trying to sort things out and then leaving at half time to get there, listening to Popey on the radio for, for, for some of it and then trying to find uh, somewhere where I could listen, listen to it at the party in between jumping around the trampolines and getting thrown into foam <laughs> pits. Like, honestly, it's so <laughs> stressful. I just wanted to watch the game. Uh, but luckily, my brother-in-law, he's... Uh, he- He's got a season ticket and he was in the same boat as me. His, his, his own son's park he was in the corner watching the game yeah. with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ruta nearly scored as well. I mean, in the end, it was probably a bad chip over the keeper's head. But Somerville kind of won the ball back and then squared it to him. And I think that's what Somerville does. I won't say best because he does a lot of things very well. and He's got loads of assists and loads of goals. But he's, he's really good at that sort of defensive work or pressing work, as it would be. Yeah. Oh, he really is. Yeah. It was a, yeah, poor finish by Rutter and James. I was, well, literally just said that we, we spent too much time trying to find the easier, easier pass. <laughs> and yeah, James has completely square it. <laughs> yeah. uh, or if it had just finished it a bit worse, like, cause it was like a really, like, it was a bad chip, wasn't it? And, and if it had just been a bit worse, like a bit loftier or a, a bit further wide, James think, might have been able to reach it. Thinking about it last week, you wanted him to take it around the keeper and score. Should he have done that? <laughs> Rocker. You want, you want <laughs> one or the other. It's like you want perfection or ease. Just, I mean, what we actually want is just a goal, and then we won't even talk about those things. True. He did well to set up the goal, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And on that, I think Byram won back ahead, didn't he? And it went over to to Ruta on the left hand side, and he fell over the ball as he tried to do a trick, didn't he? And, the, and all the home fan went, Whoa. and then he sort of came out of it like just sheer strength and determination and. And you could sort of then hear the Blackburn fans sort of sigh a bit as he got past him <laughs> as well. And then, yeah, ran into the middle as he does, squared the ball to Dan James and brilliant finish. It's a goal machine. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I just like flabbergasted by how well he's doing. And yeah, like you say, magnificent strike, deadly clinical finish into the corner. Um, well, how many, how many has he got then now, Dan James? He must be, he must be approaching double figures. I think he's on seven or eight. Well, look at the internet because that houses this sort of information does he have six goals and four assists is that from today 
No, that's from the <laughs> other day. So yeah, he's, he's, got, he's seven got seven now. goals. Yeah, good lad. Brilliant mm. stuff. Patrick Bamford on his podcast this week to Joe Wilkinson offered him one piece of advice when shooting. What was it? I don't know. I've not heard it this week, actually. I didn't even realize it had been released. Please, please enlighten me. He said it's a very hard thing to do. The hardest thing to do, which he didn't say score. What ain't the net? <laughs> he said, aim for kicking it through the defender's legs and more often than not, you will score a goal. Where did Dan James shot today? It now, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And why does it, why is it so difficult? That why is it so difficult for a keeper? What's your thought on that? Um, I don't have the answer. I just want to. I'm I'm intrigued to know because I don't know. Maybe it, I don't. I don't know. Does it? I mean, does it affect their reaction time potentially a split second later? I I wouldn't have thought so. Is yeah, it they see like know. the defenders like move and they sort of I don't know they're sort of jarred yeah. by movement and probably do see the ball a little bit late and they don't see the the shot coming in because it's kind of blocked by the defender don't know yeah yeah interesting maybe a bit unsighted that is interesting um, yeah well that's a good people are slagging him off for doing that podcast and it's got us three points there pretty much exactly he's been telling dan james out of shoot just needs to tell himself Orton pinged a lovely ball for blackburn well probably just touch on blackburn a bit early on they very, very quick coming out of defence, like pinging it wide, a bit like how Middlesbrough were last week, and it looked dangerous at getting forward. And Wharton pinged a ball in, and and I think Melier clattered into some vape-sponsored Blackburn player at the back post, and which could have been quite a nasty collision. And and I think the commentators were sort of saying that it was <laughs> that Melier fouled him. And I listened back to extended highlights, and Terry's Rigo and Brinlow were saying, I quite like that. Um, but is 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 Wharton the player who crossed that in that incident? Is he? Did he ask actually Gray for his shirt after the game? Like Dara messaged that in our group, didn't he, and said that was yeah. the case. Yeah, apparently so. So yeah, he knows his ballers, that lad. That's, it's nice of him to do that, isn't it? Very respectful of, of the, the great Archie Gray. Well, Archie Gray was in the Guardian this week. He did a short interview, didn't he? And I think his dreams were champion captain leads to win the Champions League. Oh, I and also uh, to win the Ballon d'Or. So Wharton probably read that article. He thinks this kid knows what <laughs> knows his stuff. He's, this shirt's going to be worth millions in a few years' time. It, it made me laugh that paragraph because it started with Archie's deeply grounded <laughs> and his aims are to win the Champions League with Leeds, captain England, and win the Ballon win a Ballon d'Or, just a Ballon d'Or, not multiple. So yeah, he's clearly keeping his feet on the ground. Humble, yeah. humble, grounded. Archie Gray came to. Visit me in Thorparch Canteen. He ushered everyone away whilst he put his crown on top of his head. That kind of thing. Um, no, yeah, I, Wharton knows class. That's all. That's all we need to yeah. take from that. And um, yeah, there was a few they pinged in. I think another one was offside, but they were just they were looking a little bit dangerous. I was nervous. I'm always nervous when I watch us try and defend. Well, I, shouldn't I had no. Yeah, absolutely shouldn't be. I mean, I'm I'm super confident of of our rock solid back four <clears throat> but yeah I, well I, I, I didn't see the first half myself I had the opposite problem as you I saw the second half um, but I spent the first half chatting to Paul Reaney no less legend the, yeah I don't even think he's a legend I think I think he's a god I think yeah, the, the review lads are gods of the club legend doesn't even cut it um, didn't you tell me off for not referring to Bielsa as a god so does this, what does, where, does, where does this sit <laughs> Or are, 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 are we multicultural and we have multiple gods? Yeah, we've got multiple gods. Okay, we've, got, we've got them, them lot and Bielsa. I, 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 that would be my stance anyway. They're who I worship. 
So yeah, so I, I couldn't see the first half, but I mean, I, I heard that, well, I mean, my mate said that Blackburn was a better team, but were they really? Like, so like second half, like Blackburn did have a lot of the play, didn't they? But we were just so solid. Like, I just felt like we were so superior. I didn't feel like they were ever going to cause us that many trouble problems. I know they got seven corners in the first half, um, but you know, that's, it's just corners, isn't it? And we're good at defending them now, touch wood. Head of Sunderland, I just felt confident. I just, you know, when when you see us pouring forward, you know, those front four, I just, yeah, I always felt like we were th- we were going to score the next goal. Basically, I, I I was never really that worried. There was never any really sort of full on big chances. It was all good possession, well worked up the pitch, but nothing more than that. And I think, like you said, the word is solid, and that's what we were. And I think we managed to keep them out. So. Yeah, not uh, swap for James quite early. Does it quite early on in the, the second half? I think yeah, I was quite surprised. Yeah, because I was way through. Yeah, because I was in between sort of getting into the trampoline park, listening on the radio and trying to listen to it, inverted commas. And yeah, I don't know whether there's an injury there or just resting him. And Jed, Jed Spence uh, came on for Byron, who I think has got a hamstring problem. Uh, but it's good to see Spence there and, and good that he can play at left back as well, which is promising. Yeah, I thought it was great. The big easy. That's that's sort of the impression that he left me. He's just like so so chilled, isn't he? So calm. Maybe that might stand against him at at some points. So, that you know he comes across such a a cool customer, but I think he looks absolutely class. I, I thought he did in his first appearance. So yeah, to see him come on and yeah, I was yeah no qualms about him starting at left back in the next game. Which yeah, it's a shame for Byram. I don't. Do you think it was? It's like he flew in for a tackle. And then he was sort of stayed down for a couple of minutes. And I, I thought he was just game managing, but maybe, yeah, maybe he'd felt something. So Farker says he's, well, he actually said he'll probably miss the two games this week at least. So yeah, I'm really hoping it's not anything more serious, but um, yeah, it's nice to have, have Jed Spence there. So Firpo's injury is quite well timed really, because <laughs> he, he might have come on <laughs> and have played left back that's, instead of Spence. Also very true, isn't it? Junior Firpo is getting lower and lower down the pecking order, which yeah. is maybe only a good thing. Yeah, and Piro, there's a moment where he's sort of gliding through the middle um, to Nyonto, who, who, and passed it to Nyonto, who had a, a great shot. I think it deflected off one of their players, and then the keeper yeah. saved it. And, yeah. but, but and one of the bar as well. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of hit everything and just didn't go in, which is annoying. Because there's a few times Nyonto's got into that position where he could have scored, and he just hasn't. So, But he's getting closer. I feel like he's going to get one soon. But one thing I wanted to mention was Jed Spence sort of started off that little run. I think he might have won it back, passed it into the middle. And by the time Nyonto was up there, he was he was there, ready and waiting for it to come off or get past to him. And I think that's a sign of him and one one to watch out for because I think he's absolutely rapid. And I think he'll yeah. he'll be amazing supporting attacks. And there'll be a little bit of nervousness because we lead big holes in terms of getting forwards to overload teams. But I think he's so quick. It doesn't worry me too much because I think he'll just in this league he'll get back and be able to defend against a lot of a lot of players. I, I I do think I think he completes the team. Like I know like Archie's done great at right back, um, but at the same time, you know, there's there have been occasions where he has struggled a bit, and you know he's been at fault <clears throat> a few times that you know leading to big chances and sometimes goals. I think Spence. I think he will be an upgrade. I think he will play left or right back. I hope, I hope so anyway, you know, it seems to me like he's, he's probably a cut above, even, even 
even Byron maybe, even though Byron's doing brilliant, like from what the little that I've seen of Spence, admittedly, I feel like he, you know, he, he could be like road on at right back. Do you know what I mean? You know, someone who just looks, you know, a, a real solid class act, you know, probably should be playing in the Premier League, but luckily we've got him. So I hope he's as good as I think he is. And I hope he can obviously stay injury free because that'll be yeah, a massive bonus because we are still conceding goals. Like we've got a good defense. Um, obviously kept a clean sheet today, but like we have been sort of conceding like won a game like regularly, haven't we? Yeah. Um, does he complete you, Jed Spence? Is that what you're getting at? He's a, he's, <laughs> he's cool, isn't he? He's like he looks yeah. cool as well. He's like yeah, everyone. Yeah. The 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 camera where they walk in at the start of the games, so someone in the tunnel who's like social media manager. I don't think it's Digital Wilson, um, but they all sort of like fist pump him, fist pump him as they walk past. Jed Spence, just like a cool nod, like and sort of a, <laughs> a look to the camera, is like, oh, you are so slick, mate. <laughs> he is, he is awesome. And then he played, and I was like, oh yeah, he's cool. I can't wait to see more of him. And I do feel Byram is quality, and Jed Spence is quality. He just needs that run, I think. So there was some really good attacking moments from us, and the one that springs to mind as well is Nyonto on the right, and he cut inside as. Archie Gray um, overlapped on the outside, passed into Kamara, who then passed Somerville, and he took it round the defender really quickly, their the right back, squared it into Pirro. And Pirro probably should have scored. I, th- I thought he was, he'd was he been unlucky not to score today, but that was one where it felt like he should have buried it. I think, I think the defender blocked it, though. It's all just, in, yeah, in the end, it trickled into the keeper's hands, that one. It yeah. looked like he didn't really connect, but I think, he, I think but it was he, a bit unlucky. If he listens to Bamford and he shoots through his legs, <laughs> that goes in, Rocker. That's the he went no wrong. excuses. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that was a good example of what I was getting annoyed about, to be fair. But then in the end, yeah, we've, we've created a clear-cut chance from it. So, yeah, maybe cut out all that nonsense I was spouting at the beginning. And the second goal for us, the second in the pink, Ampadu won it back nicely at right back. I heard all their fans moaning that it should be a free kick, which is always glorious when the ref sort of yeah. doesn't even look at it or waves play on. And Gray, Gray, Gray was sort of doing that little link-up play in that area. And, uh, he played it into the middle. And I, in the in the highlights, Tony Zarigo is like, ah, oh, Somerville's out on the left, and you can't really see kind of the, the spacing of the team in that in that moment when you're not in the ground. And he was in acres of space, and I think Zarigo felt the moment had gone, but it came back to Archie, and he played that really yeah. quick quick ball out to the left and. It was great finish by Somerville as well, but it's a really, really good team goal to win it back and get up the pitch quickly. It was great to watch. Yeah, it really was. And yeah, I, I know what Dorigo was on about. I thought we'd missed the chance to release him, but yeah, luckily the, the passing was slick enough and she's put an absolutely beautiful ball on a plate for him outside of the foot. Just lovely. Love to see him, yeah, sort of marauding through the pitch into midfield like that and Showing, we, we mentioned it last week, didn't we? About him playing at number ten. Um, yeah, that's that's it's what coming. He can do there. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> what a finish there! It was a weird one, wasn't it? Like he, because I think actually he, he slightly miscontrolled it, and it was looked like it had got away from him, but he's like just completely shuffled across and like just dinked it with his right foot when it looked like it probably should have been a left foot finish. Just absolutely lovely, brilliant, brilliant finishes. Great to see. Well, that's what I was going to say. Actually, is that. I think he probably was going to shoot with his left and and he probably thought I can wrong foot the keeper here so he doesn't get a chance on it and just use his right like quicker than quicker than quicker than the keeper could anticipate yeah. so it's a great finish and I had uh, a I had a, um, a thought about Somerville so do you know 
Yeah. And we need to change the words. So like it says that he plays on the right wing, but like he plays on the left wing every single week. Like he's never on the right wing anymore. And, uh, and it would still go, still fits perfectly. doesn't affect the rhyming pattern or anything. So very easy uh, change to make for anyone that wants to try. Still one syllable, left or right, isn't it? Exactly. Easy, easy job. Dan James, uh, probably, well, he is definitely deserving of a, a, some sort of chant. Did Dara come up with a chant for him in our WhatsApp? What was it? Uh, we'll get right. I'll tell you what, next week we'll get him to re-record it and we'll, we'll, we'll I'll drop it into the here so you can hear it. We'll be nice. those those people that everyone moans about, you know, all of those, those sad 40-year-olds who try to have <laughs> chants. That's us. You're welcome. Uh, Guess the ball scores a goal. <laughs> yeah, that kind of crap. No, it was, it was actually all right. Oh, I'm, I'm annoyed that I can't remember. We'll drop it in next week. But yeah, Dan James, after the game, said that he was, well, they were all really pleased with the clean sheet and not conceding from corners was something they fucked out. Um, and you mentioned that earlier on, and I thought I'd come back to it again because they did come close a couple of times from set pieces where they were trying different ones, but there's a couple of times where we didn't get to it, the front post and they got in. Still, We still look a bit nervy on corners. It's not like we fully cleared everyone out. Like We still let them get to it. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, the Melier's save was from a corner, wasn't it? Yeah, that I one was. That was, was a great save. It? Yeah, it was a great yeah, save. Yeah, it was a belter. The, the Blackburn commentators were saying that, like, one for the cameras. It's like, no way, that was a great save. I mean, yeah, it looked good for the cameras, but it had to be to save it. Exactly. Yeah, I think that, that about covers it for the game coverage. Is there anything else that sticks out? Um, I really enjoyed it when Blackburn made a substitution and it was Ennis coming on for Hill because I'm a big Jessica Ennis fan. And so, so that was a highlight for me personally. Just solid. We're just great. Like, you know, the thing was these, I've been waxing lyrical and I've been calm all season and, you know, thinking we, you know, we can go up to near hundred points, but I did think like this week would really, would really test us, you know, Blackburn away and then Sunderland obviously still to come. Um, but the way we dispatched Blackburn was, you know, like just perfect. we just looked like like just a complete class above. And yeah, hopefully we just can keep it going. Obviously, Ipswich won again, Leicester won again, and Southampton slipped up, which is nice. But there's it's, so long to go. Though, like, I, I, and I do like Ipswich are doing so, like 20 games now. Like it's amazing what they're doing, and you know, maybe they won't fall away and lose five in a row, like I was saying they might. Um, but I still feel like we'll catch them because I'm I'm convinced we're better than them, and there's so long to go. So I'm not worried. I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah, and I, Ipswich just won't die. That was the, the comment I was going to make. <laughs> they they just won't, will they? For whatever reason. And and I was thinking, you know, we obviously played them in a couple of weeks on the 23rd of December, just before Christmas at Ellen Road. And in the run up to that, we've obviously got Sunderland and Coventry, which and they've got Watford and Norwich, which are huge games um, because. The dynamic can feel completely different in a couple of weeks when they come to play us at Ellen Road, and we could be nervous. They could be really nervous, really chasing the idea of needing a victory. Uh, it, and it does become that cliche of a, a big six pointer. So, interesting to see what happens. In particular, Norwich will be a good one to look out for because I know Norwich have been poor and they've been poor again today. But that is a massive game down there. I mean, it really is like a huge rivalry in East Anglia. So, Anything could happen, and off the back of that, coming to Ellen Road could be interesting. So we'll see. We just need to think, of, concentrate on what we're doing, but hopefully the outcomes elsewhere are positive for us as well. Yeah, and they've got Leicester after us as well on Boxing Day. Yeah. So yeah, they, they'll they'll really have to share their metal 
And then it's difficult to get into the second half of the season as well. I mean, we saw it with Bielsa's first season. You know, we were doing awesome. We were top of the league at Christmas, absolutely flying high. And then like January, February, we, we really, you know, had a, had a really sticky patch. So yeah, it's, it's a tough league, a long league. Yeah. Just concentrate on us. We're, we're doing absolutely amazingly well. So that's all we need to, all, all we need to care about at this point. Who is your man of the match today, Rocker? My Bass and Bly man of the match. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Rodon. He's my go-to man. I just, I just think without him, we would be so much weaker. And I think he was vital today. I mean, you could have given it to Stroke as well for the same sort of reasons, but I just think Rodon's the man. He's the leader. He's the, he's the rock at the back. And when he, you know, just feels safe. He's a nice, he's a comfort blanket. He's amazing. And so I thought everyone else did very well, but rode on for me. Love him. Do you think he's more of a heated blanket than a comfort blanket? <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's as, he's as comfortable as you can get. And yeah, and this hot as well, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. This time of year, you need a heated blanket. Um, for me, I'm going Somerville. Um, I think, I think you're right. I totally right. But in my opinion, I just think Somerville's, we'd be, not lost without him, but I would question where the goals are going to come from. Like They seem to be coming thick and fast for him. And he's so good at just taking on players and causing problems. And like I say, that goal that Piro nearly scored as well. So yeah, I just thought he had a fantastic game. He's in, uh, There was chance that he was going to be out for this game because he took a knock, I think, didn't he? It was only up until late that I think Farkas said he trained in the end. A couple of them, yeah. a couple of others as well, wasn't there? But it's a great, and I hope he's remains fit for this, this period because we need him. But equally, Yonto as well could, could come in if, if he gets injured and he's been doing all right when he comes on. So, But yeah, stay fit, please. We need him. I also thought Matteo Joseph looks mm-hmm. good. Like, yeah, I know he, he, had, he probably didn't even touch the ball, I don't think. But like, just the way he was battling with the defenders. That's what and he won. He was, yeah, I, 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 was, I was actually I'm like excited to see him again. So yeah, I hope, he, I hope he gets on the bench again and I hope he gets another chance. I mean... Um, you know, obviously, I, I was defending Bamford last week, but nevertheless, I'd, well, I'd rather Joseph come on than, than Bamford, to be honest. I think he could be the future, so we'll see. Nice. Oh, and he's got a bit of a Bamford hairdo, actually, hasn't he? I was just going <laughs> to say the same. His little tribute to Bamford on top of his head as well. It's lovely stuff. Really kind of him, that. Yeah. yeah. Always, always thinking of his mentors. He was tr- probably trying to shoot through someone's legs as well. Um, player ratings? Player ratings, it's going it's to we're going to have to really be a joint effort with you seeing the first half and me the second. Um, um, Melier, well, clean sheet, I, I, clean sheet, great save. Opie was saying that he was a bit dodgy on a couple of the corners, punching when he didn't have to. Um, but um, he always I'm does that. Eight. <laughs> yeah. eight, yeah, let's go for eight. Someone can email us if you got a problem. G eight, uh, no seventeen. God, that's awful, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think eight is... Yeah, he got an assist. He was brilliant. Plays as number 10. Yeah, plays at right back. Beautiful stuff. Correct. Hiram, seven? Seven, yeah. Rodon, eight. Yep. Ow, eight. Yep. Ampadu, eight. Yeah, Ampadu is back on form again, I thought, for this. Yeah, was... We've been not harsh on him, but we sort of said he's dipped a little bit and maybe he's coming back now. Yeah, I thought he, he 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 sort of yeah got a stranglehold on the game a bit more. Was like I think yeah, I think he was getting himself about a bit more, winning winning possession, being a bit more aggressive. Maybe just because of the game, like rather than being at home and we have all the possession anyway. 
he was able to showcase that. Um, so yeah, very happy with him. Kamara, eight again. Love him. He's great. Can't, can't disagree with that. I think he's amazing. There's a, there's a unit of players that are now our, co- our core, aren't they? And he is, yeah. he's one of them. It's funny, isn't it, that we didn't sign him sooner? And, it's, and also annoying. Like, yeah. I know, like, well, I remember him saying at the time, like early, like before the window closed, early August probably, um, he was saying, like, we don't want to, we want to wait to see what comes. Yeah, you don't want to miss a big one at the end of the, end of the window. Whether that was about Kamara or not, I'm not sure, but it, it seems funny, doesn't it? You know, five mm. million. It was available, like it was talked about all summer. Like mm. that really could have been the difference between like three or even four, five, six points. It's a bit disappointing. Yeah, the difference between those amount of points last season as well, if we had assigned him and any of the other <laughs> seasons we were supposed to probably be still in the Premier League had we signed him. Anyway. Right. And the, the, the fabulous four, Dan James, eight. Yep. Uh, Somerville, eight. Nine. Puma, <laughs> nine. Yeah. Bless him. He deserves it. Seven. Oh, good. That's, I mean, he did the, he did the supporting thing from deep very very well today. And yeah, seven. I do. I don't know. I feel sometimes. I, I feel like it sometimes is a bit lethargic in possession. Do you get that not, feeling? Not really. He's just he's just got a certain style about him, hasn't he? And I think w- we all <laughs> we all perceive him to be that goal scorer. So then when he doesn't score it, we're kind of disappointed. But actually, he does all the the other things in his game pretty pretty well. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with him, but yeah, seven's enough in it. <laughs> Rutter, yeah, Popey was saying the first half was was the best and the worst of him, and uh, even in his assists, that probably was the best and worst of it. Are we giving him a seven or any advance on that? I think he's got an assist. It feels harsh to say seven because he is a, he's such a good player. I think seven's right, but it feels a bit harsh. I think what lets him down is the fact that he has these big chances and opportunities to score, and he, and he isn't at the minute. And if he does, like, we'll become lethal. We'll be like, no stopping us. So I just think he needs to just step up that little bit more and we'll be flying even higher than we are. And we are already flying. Well, yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? It's a a frightening thought. If he he started banging him in for fun, and he could do, couldn't he? Like, it could just click and, you know, he just starts, yeah, has an amazing second half of the season. We've seen that sort of thing happen before with, especially with like foreigners coming to England and yeah, sometimes it takes them a while to find the feet. Obviously he's, he's found his feet. He's doing amazing, but yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll start bagging as well. Cool. Should we give Nyonto a seven? Seven. Yeah. I thought Nyonto was really good. Made a good yeah. impact on us. Yeah. I was happy with him as well. Oh, do you give, give Spencer an eight? For a laugh, uh, I think seven's fair because, like, does it? Well, about by, by default, nothing. if you come on as a sub, do you get like five, and then you sort of work your way up to a seven? Well, yeah. not five. I think my my starting point would be six, but okay. Um, I think I, seven, I would either not, I would either not rate him or give him at least a seven. Seven, definitely seven. A seven. I'll give him a seven. I'll stick it on his spreadsheet. Good. Cool, right? Uh, yeah, the re- the rest of them, well done, but no scores. And yeah, we're playing Sunderland in the week. A massive game. There's so many games like coming up. It's like quick succession. And it makes me a little bit nervous, but I'm also for injuries and, and just fatigue and that kind of thing. But is we're also in a good position, which I don't think we've ever had at this time of the year. Well, I say ever had. In recent years, we haven't had this coming into December in the championship, even under Bielsa in particular springs to mind. So I think we have got a good 
well, a good full squad, um, which is really positive. And yeah, it'll be Sunderland in the week and then Coventry at the weekend. Rocco, we'll see how the week pans out. We might drop another podcast in if we've got a time after after Sunderland. Yeah, Tuesdays are a bit easier, aren't they? To to knock mm. one out. Gives us a few extra days. I'm not saying anything. Anything else we need to pluck out? Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to talk about Mercellino. Oh, that interview. I I want to defend him. I'm going to defend him and stand up for him. So, th- um, first, so this was a, so this was in the Daily Mail that came out last week, and it was like a surprise interview or like an exclusive interview with the Daily Mail, wasn't it? Yeah. So I mean, the thing about the interview, the headline was about him saying that he went in and said, "Change the coach, uh, no, change the couch," isn't no. <laughs> it? And they ended up trying to sack Brian McDermott. But like, I mean, to me, that's like full-blown tongue-in-cheek. He's just having a laugh. Like, you know, people have been sort of like jumping down his throat for it. I don't think he was trying to sell that story seriously. Oh, look at these Italians. It's just our sense of humor, though. It really is. (laughs) Um, But also, like, just generally about Cellino, right? He came to the club when it was at its, like, most horrific mess. And, like, he gets a load of stick for, like, emptying the swimming pool and making people bring their own packed lunches and they didn't like know what socks they were going to wear. And preseason was a joke. You know, everything was just like, obviously the club at that point when he took over and did all his cuts, like it, it was bad. But like, I feel like it was needed. And like at the end of the day, Chilino got us on like a, a strong footing, a, a strong enough footing to find a buyer. Like when Bates had us, it was all such a tangled web and, or we could sell GFH, and you know they were obviously horrendous. So Chilino's come in; he's done what he had to do. I feel like he was always honest. I feel like he cared about the club, and and then he sold at the right time. And also when he did sell, when he like sold fifty percent, we were in the playoffs. Like he'd, he'd actually done his job. Like he, he I think Chilino was. <laughs> This sounds crazy. I think Chilino is one of the best openers we've had in our lifetimes. Wow! And I, I know the the there's not much competition. But I think he came to Leeds and actually, when you boil it down, like obviously there was craziness all the way through and it was manic and like he made mistakes and like Hockaday, like, you know, there's a million arguments to say that the guy's a complete lunatic and he is. But nevertheless, I've, I've got time for him. I like him and I think he did well for us. When you say boil it down, that's precisely what he did with the swimming pool water. He took it into the canteen and they used it in the those big boilers for the cups and pasta yeah for the the, the the rest of the year that's you know cost cost saving exercise is a really tricky one Chilino, because if you sort of say he's a good owner like you have done there rocco you've stuck, hang on stuck, you know, the best owner of all time i think is what you said <laughs> like it, it does like some people it really are against it and i and i get it like i see i see it because he made some wild decisions in his time here but my my view's always been that as well, is that at that moment in time where the club was, he actually sorted a lot of the finances out to be able to make it a, a, a suitable business for someone to come in and, and see, actually, looking at the numbers that this club can potentially do, we should take this on. And that's where Radrizani obviously came in. So I do think he, he tidied up a big mess that was there, but he also created a lot of messes in terms of like the coaching and running of the squad as well. Ah, yeah. And also look at the players, you know, the, the players that he brought to the club. Like when you look, go through Bielsa's team, like they're nearly all Cholino players, actually. So, yeah, fair play to him for that as well. So, yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I just wanted to defend him a little bit. Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> oh, these Italians. Right. 
good stuff. Well, yeah, thanks ever so much for, for listening. And um, yeah, go check out Rocco's articles on the website. Go check out the merch. And, um, and my dad's. Oh yeah, sorry. And David Dean's as well. So has he got them? He's got the match preview and match review. Is that right? <clears throat> yeah. So he's done. Yeah. I've put the preview of Blackburn and I imagine his post match will drop any second. And I'll whack it up there as well. Brilliant. And we've got like two sections now. So you've got a podcast section and an article section. So you'll find that in the article section of the website. And yeah, as I say, we'll, we'll hopefully see you at some point in the week and uh, definitely after the, the Coventry game. So yeah, have a good one, everyone. Network.